2: Welcome to the ice guys brought to you by the hockey podcast network this is the show that takes you into the world of the national hockey league every game every day from a sports betting perspective with pro handicappers alex b smith and ian cameron and veteran sports writer jimmy murphy and now here's your host ian cameron
0: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Thursday, October 21st. Ian Cameron with Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy uh, with you, ready to break down the Thursday uh, NHL card. Uh, So it's going to be a a very big card today, 10 games. Uh, We're not going to waste any time, get right into it. Uh, I do want to say, though, the TNT broadcast again last night was outstanding. Lots of fun. That crew is terrific. Uh, They're having a great time on the set. Well done, TNT. That's two great Wednesday nights of NHL. act. The games were pretty good, too. uh, But the uh, crew was outstanding again uh, with that last week. So uh, let's get into uh, last night once again. So let's get into it, guys. We've got the New York Islanders, Columbus Blue Jackets, New York Islanders, minus 145 uh, road favorites in this game, five and a half the total uh, in this one. New York Islanders, uh, unfortunately for our good friend Alex B. Smith here, get their first win at the hands of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, the other night. But uh, a much needed win for the Islanders, who really had been struggling going into that game. Uh, a tough schedule as well to begin the season. They had to play a very good Florida team, uh, a Carolina team that's still very good. Uh, they lost both of those games, but got on the uh, in the win column for the first time on Monday night with the four to one win over Chicago. I think they can build on that here. I know Columbus is off to the two and one start, but you beat up a bad Arizona team. You beat expansion Seattle in overtime, a Seattle team that's had a tough road trip here. And then of course they lose to Columbus four to one. Uh, in their last game, Uh normally don't love laying road chalk, but I did hear you guys. I took the Islanders minus 140. I think there's a step up in class for Columbus. Let's be honest, Detroit, Seattle, Arizona, nowhere in the uh, hemisphere, if you will, uh, of this Islanders team. And I think the Islanders, when you look at it, a good team getting their first win, I think there's a chance for them to get on a little bit of a run, get some momentum going. And they are the better of these two teams still, in my opinion. So I like the Islanders here, uh, willing to lay the moderate road shock here, minus 140, minus 145. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Islanders Blue Jackets?
2: Yeah, it's a stay-away game for me. If I looked at anything, it would probably be first period over. And and the reason for it is looking at the last Islanders game against the Hawks. The Hawks had a ton of chances in that first period against uh, the Islanders. It was Ilya Sorokin who was basically standing on his head, making some big saves, but all the high-danger chances, you know, all the quality shots and a couple of good uh, power play looks came from the Hawks. They just couldn't find the back of the net. And eventually they wore down and just kind of got lethargic like they normally have in those last few games. And the third period, Islanders took over and got all the goals they needed to win. So uh, it was a bit of a sloppy win for the Islanders. And now, you know, they continue on this road trip. Sorokin's going again. You wonder if he starts fatigue now. With You know, most of these guys will start to fatigue uh, on this long road trip. And they're catching a, a like I said a, it's a Columbus team. Yeah, they've beaten up on bad teams, but look at Seattle was the best of the two teams they beat. Uh, and they're in the same situation on this long road trip, they caught them a bit winded. So maybe you know, Columbus could find, you know, uh, you know, a goal early here and, and get some momentum going in their favor and kind of take some of the steam out of this islanders team. Because at some point with these teams on the long road trips like Vancouver, we'll talk about later, like Seattle and like the Islanders. Uh, you know, all it takes is a bad first period and all of a sudden they can start getting the foot and say, Hey, you know, we got a lot more games to go. Let's just chalk this one up and be done with it. Uh, so there might be some opportunities to get some, you know, goal props late as well. So this is a a stay away game for me as far as pregame goals, but I'll watch this and track it and maybe look for something in game. All right. Good stuff. Jimmy, what do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, guys, I love I love the Islanders here right now. I think they're about to start to uh, to get their sails and and set free from that sort of lull they were in in the beginning of the season. I, I really see them starting to break it open a bit. I really love Sorokin's game the other night, and I, I, I as Alex pointed out, I mean he was the difference, and I, I think he's going to feed off that confidence. So I'm going to go with a Jimmy puck line right out of the gate here. Give me the Islanders minus one and a half.
0: All right, Jimmy Puckline, first game, uh, Islanders minus one and a half for him in this one. All right, we move on to Washington, New Jersey, uh, New, uh, Washington minus 130 road favorites, uh, six the total, pretty impressive victory for the Capitals last time out against the uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche. Uh, nice victory for them there. We'll see if they could build on that here tonight, taking on this uh, New Jersey team that, uh, you know, for the Devils, you know, when you look at their start to the year, the uh, beat Seattle, beat Chicago, off to a nice 2-0 start. However, a bit of bad news for them, Jack Hughes getting injured. Very disappointing, disheartening to see that uh, if you're a Devils fan, especially the way he had started the year, uh, and he is on injured reserve with a dislocated left shoulder. So tough uh, bit of news here for the uh, New Jersey Devils being without uh, Hughes uh, for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, When you look at this uh, recent series between these two teams, Washington's dominated at eight straight head-to-head victories uh, over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Although last year, you know, the the Washington, the Jersey, I should say, played them very tough in a lot of games. You look at many of these victories were one-goal victories. You look at the uh, meetings last year, they played each other, obviously, a bunch of times because of the uh, way the schedule was. You played uh, your own division. That was it. Uh, Washington 4-3, 5-2, 3-2, 5-4, 4-3. They had a 4-0 shutout, and then the last two wins for Washington against Jersey were 2-1 to one and 5-4. to four. So, you know, New Jersey really played this team tough here, uh, and uh, it looks easy after Washington beat Colorado the other night, take the Washington Capitals, you know, only laying minus 130 here on the road, Jack Hughes out for New Jersey. That's significant, which means they're going to have to ask more from Sharon Govich and he and other guys are going to have to step up offensively. But here's the thing you worry about. And I've said this, the angle, you know what the angle is. I've mentioned it a bunch first game without the key player. Everybody steps up a lot of times. Everybody tries to do a little bit more. We say, Hey, for one game, you know, Jack Hughes, we're going to miss him obviously, but Hey, We can step up. We can do a little bit more. We can try to chip in a little bit more offensively. You could see that kind of mindset here uh, from the New Jersey Devils. So just be careful of that. Uh, And New Jersey may not be a pushover here, and they give Washington some trouble. I lean to the over here, even without Hughes. Uh, I think there's a little bit of value at six here. We've seen a few higher scoring games, particularly uh, in Jersey with these teams, Washington, of course, exploding for six the other night uh, against Colorado. And even without Hughes, you know, I could see New Jersey again. This is a game where maybe offensively you get other players in this lineup, step up at least for one game. So, uh, I'm a, off the side, but I do have a bet,
2: small bet here. Over six, Washington, New Jersey. What do you like here, Alex? Well, You mentioned about the, how these two teams have played each other awfully tough. It's the nine of the last ten games won by uh, Washington, but a lot of one-score games in those battles. And now you're looking at the Devils team. There's no Jack Hughes. Also, of note, there's no Jonathan Bernier uh, in net. He's out with a lower body injury. And, of course, Mackenzie Blackwood isn't ready yet. So now it'll be Scott Wedgwood in that, and Nico Dawes as the backup. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Wedgewood's numbers against Washington, not anything crazy, but one thing I noted is that he's one one and three against Washington in five starts with so a two point eight nine goals against. So looking at all this, you know, Washington, Washington's playing well, but New Jersey's always played them tough. And they're without Jack Hughes, their top scorer, so they might want to try to you know play more of a traditional New Jersey Devil style, kind of muck things up, slow things down. I really like the draw here, plus three twenty. Uh, I definitely see this going in, in the overtime, uh, and then you know you have a, a fighter chance with either team. You can maybe adjust and, and pick up somebody uh, on the money line in game, but I could definitely see this going past sixty minutes, and then it's all hands on deck from there. So I'm going to go with the draw at a good price. Yeah, three
0: point one one goals against, nine hundred save percentage. So those are. You know, slightly below average numbers, I would say, for Scott Wedgwood uh, in net last year for the uh, New Jersey Devils. And, of course, uh, the Capitals have been going back and forth. Vanacek and uh, Sam so- Samsonov got the start the other night, but uh, Vanacek had started before that. So they have not confirmed who's in net yet tonight for them. Jimmy, what do you like here? Caps, Devils.
1: Yeah, I'm going with another puck line here, guys. I, I think that Jack Hughes injury is really not just a, obviously a loss in terms of skill, but a mental loss as well. He was really becoming part of that team, growing into himself in the early going here, and clearly had become a leader on that team. So not have him around now all of a sudden. That's gonna hurt them a lot. So I like the Capitals minus one and a half.
0: All right, going for that puck line at a nice plus price, uh, Jimmy with Washington in this one. All right, we move on now to Colorado and Florida. Should be one of the games of the night here. Florida minus one twenty to minus one thirty home favorite, six and a half uh being the total here in this game. Uh the avalanche uh Sometimes it's not easy uh, and hey, betting isn't easy, but sometimes it looks easy when you see Nathan McKinnon coming back and here's Colorado. They got to uh, bounce back here after losing to St. Louis, they get McKinnon back and what ends up happening. They lose six, three in the first game with McKinnon back. And we talked about this a little yesterday that, you know, didn't play his absolute best there uh, last night or Tuesday night in his first game back. And even though he was asymptomatic with his COVID-19 uh, case, You know, the fact remains that still you're out of commission for a while, not on the ice a whole lot at all, uh, and it takes you maybe a game to get back into that full strength Uh, kind of mode and I think we saw that a little bit from uh, Nathan McKinnon I expect him and I expect the offense to be better and to get uh, Gabriel Landeskog back he's finished serving uh, his two game suspension Uh, so you'll see the captain of the Avalanche uh, Gabe Landeskog back in the lineup tonight and we have a Jonas Johansson sighting here for the Colorado Avalanche in net and you've got Sergei Bobrovsky in net for Florida who's actually not played that terribly in the two starts he had Bobrovsky so far this year for Florida he played well against the Islanders Not so well against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in the first start. 5-4 gave up some goals. He was better against the Islanders. But uh, look, sometimes when you see a good start from Bobrovsky last time out, you don't get one quite as good the next time. That's why he's been kind of erratic and up and down, you know, the last couple of seasons. So I think think you guys kind of know where I'm heading in this game. It's the over, and that is indeed the case. Six and a half. I do think we'll see goals here uh, over six and a half with these and look, Florida played a great, great defensive game, a great defensive game against Tampa Bay. And I'm not going against Florida right now, but it does have that feel of, you know, a huge win for them. They put a lot of stock and onus into that game against the lightning. You could tell the Panthers wanted that one badly guys. It wasn't your average regular season run of the mill, regular season game on a Monday night, you know, for the, uh, Uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, the other, I should say, Tuesday night. Uh, You know, It was definitely a game that there was uh, incentive to get the job done. They played a great 60-minute game. I think it'll be tough to duplicate that. And with Colorado now having McKinnon for a second game now, you should feel more comfortable and more in in rhythm, in sync. And now you get uh, Landeskog back too. So I think Colorado, it sets up favorably for them. But just because I've cashed with Florida a bunch, I like this team so much, I'm not fading them. I'm just saying this may not be the spot that you want to back Florida tonight. So I'm just sticking to the over here, six and a half. I think we'll see some goals both ways in a very entertaining hockey game as well between these two. I think we'll see that tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Avs Panthers.
2: Yeah, I like the over here, but I'm not playing six and a half. I'm going to wait and play this in game. I'm going to try and grab something in the first three or four minutes uh, and and get that down to six or maybe even a five and a half and and lay a little bit of juice. But uh, I definitely think this is going to be an over game except Bobrovsky. We know his, his tendencies. When he has a good game, he tends to have a bad one the next. Jonas Johansson. I have him ranked as one of the the bottom tier backup goalies in the league, obviously. And with both these teams, like I the firepower offensively. Florida's been rolling red hot, scoring ten goals the last two games. Colorado getting Landis back. That's going to be a huge boost for that offense. This should be a fun one to watch. But like I said, you know, get a better price adjusted in game rather than laying a six nap I even see a seven at one shop uh, right now. So you're definitely going to see some uh, better numbers if you just wait just you know a shift or two in game
0: yeah i agree with that there's no question uh definitely you might be able to get a better uh you know better uh price better number with the total uh if you wait especially if it starts off slow uh in the first uh, few minutes all it takes is that first what three four scoreless minutes how many times have we said that and you can get a six yep. and a half into Absolutely. a five and a half uh right away uh just like that that's all it'll take and uh uh, I know someone in our chat, Jarek, uh, we, uh, one of our great loyal uh, supporters, viewers, listeners of the ice guys, like an Eckblad uh, over uh, to score a point tonight and shots on goal. Look, he had five more shots on goal the other night against Tampa Bay. I've said this two defensemen, Adam Fox for the Rangers and Aaron Eckblad for the Panthers. Look at them shots on goal. Those two guys aren't scared to fire from the point uh, and let that shot go. Uh, both of them have been doing that this year. So, uh, again, we'll see if when and how quickly books adjust. They haven't uh, they to uh, Aaron Eckblad's uh, high volume of shooting uh, so far this year. Jimmy, what do you think? Colorado, Florida.
1: Yeah, guys, I think this is going to be a great game as well. This is definitely one I want to try and tune into. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Two, two powerhouses that we could definitely see playing uh, it, when all is said and done at the end of the season. Uh, I'm going to go, though, with the Panthers in this. I'm going to ride that hot team right now. And I, I look, Bobrovsky, I get what you guys are saying. I know his track record has been bad. Following a good start, but uh, there's something different about him this year. He seems to have a little chip on his shoulder after everything that went down last season. So uh, give me the Panthers in regulation uh, for this game right now.
0: All right, there we go. Florida Panthers uh, in regulation uh, for uh, Jimmy with this one, uh, it's yeah, it's hard to stay away from this t- like it is. I mean, I know it's uh, you're coming off the big win against Tampa, you worry, you know, did they have that same kind of mindset tonight? But it's not, I think Colorado should, you know, that's that's a good hockey team and that's a proving ground type of team, so. You know, you may not see that, you know, let down or, or hangover, if you will, from the Tampa game. So and I like I like Florida so much, Jimmy, that even though I'm concerned in this spot, there's no way I'm going against this team right now. Yeah. Uh, not after how they've played. So uh, Jimmy liking them in regulation tonight against Colorado, San Jose, Ottawa. We've got even money, both sides here. Six, the total shaded to the under. Uh, let's give the Sharks some credit, uh, you know, two and zero to start the year and beating Montreal and Winnipeg, two teams that made the playoffs last year for This San Jose Sharks team, so uh, let's not uh, totally discredit the way they've started here uh, so far this year. We'll see if they can keep it up because it was a very impressive uh, victory for them in def- uh, over Montreal, five nothing victory uh, over the Canadians, and a four three win over the Jets. Uh, before that, we'll see if they can carry it over to tonight here against Ottawa. Uh, you look at Ottawa; they will finally welcome back a uh, Brady Kachuk. Uh, he is finally ready. He had a little conditioning stint. You know, he got the contract extension done, missed the first few games, got the con- uh, Got the conditioning stint in, and now the Senators have ruled that, uh, and DJ Smith, the head coach, says he's good to go, and he'll be in the lineup making his season debut tonight uh, for the Ottawa Senators. So that's a good thing. And same with Matt Murray uh, in net for the Ottawa Senators uh, for the first time this year. So uh, we'll see how he fares. Now, look, I'm on Ottawa here, and it's dicey. I know with Matt Murray in net cuz you you never know what you're going to get from him and uh certainly last year it was up and down especially the second half of the year not as good from him uh for the uh, Ottawa Senators uh but I'm actually surprised that um James Reimer's in net here tonight for the uh uh for the uh, Sharks although it is a back to back they play in Toronto uh tomorrow night but uh, Aiden Hill's actually played some nice uh uh, goaltending performances from him the first two games in net for the uh, Sharks, but they go with Reimer. It is the first of a back to back. So I think that definitely plays a part in the decision that they've made here. But, uh, you know, how many times have we said it? Ottawa, they are a slight home dog, not a huge home dog here, but, you know, home underdog role has been good for this team. They already beat Toronto as a home dog this year, uh, last week. They beat Dallas as a home underdog on Sunday. So uh, Ottawa getting a home underdog price, sign me up. Uh, I like the Senators here uh, in this one. I, I respect San Jose for the 2-0 start, but I still have this team pegged as a team that's a non-playoff team. It's probably going to fall off after this little uh, early season spurt that they've gone on, uh, and I think the, uh, the, the the losses start tonight for them uh, here in Ottawa. Alex, what do you think here? Sharks and Sens. Man, i got to go
2: with the old not-so-fast, my friend. I'm looking at this <laughs> matchup, and there's a reason why James Reimer is starting because his numbers against Ottawa are lights out. It's actually the best against any team he's faced. 15-6-3 with a 2.55 goals against, 9-26 uh, save percentage, and four shutouts. Uh, a lot of those came, of course, with his time during the Toronto Maple Leafs. Of course, a, a big battle and a big rivalry there. But uh, There's also numbers with Carolina as well. So he's familiar with this team, and uh, he's seen, obviously, more of the bad Ottawa than, than any of the good Ottawa. Uh, Brady Kachuk coming back, that is a big, you know, huge addition. But then you go right back to looking who's in net, Matt, Matt Murray. Uh, you know, there's a guy who just, we just can't really rely on and we want to see how he's going to do, you know, right away, you know, just see if he can, you know, feel him out a little bit. So maybe I would look at taking San Jose, uh, you know, minus a dollar five first period, and then you can make adjustments from there in game. But, uh, I think San Jose, I would lean more toward them. They, they got some good momentum right now, even though Ottawa being at home and Chuck, that's going to get the crowd revved up for sure. But, uh, I think Reimer is going to be able to stand tall in, in the spot here and San Jose more likely end up getting the win.
0: All right, so liking San Jose here, Alex, in this one. Jimmy, what do you think San Jose ought
1: Yeah, well, first off, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Kachuk on a goal prop here. I just think he's going to be revved up, and he's going to put one in right off the get-go here. But I think it's going to be a great game. And I don't think, you know, looking at this game maybe a week ago on the schedule, we would all say that. But I, I really do. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I like the way both teams have played thus far. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over in this, guys. And I definitely could see uh, an overtime here, but for now I'll just stick with the uh, the over/under and take the over.
0: All right, like in goal, it's you know it's it's it's, it's uh, definitely feels like there could be some goals tonight. But uh, look, uh, San Jose was very good defensively against Montreal. Uh, but yeah, I could see it with these two. now. And I don't know what we're going to get from Murray. Murray didn't have a great year last yeah. year. He's making his first start. How effective will he be? Uh, so uh, I could see this one maybe getting over. I didn't bet it, but I could see the reasons for liking it over. Uh, Carolina, Montreal, do we have reasons to like Montreal right now? Can we find reasons to like uh, Montreal right now? Uh, Carolina, minus 115 to minus 120 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. And maybe I'm a prisoner of Carolina – Nice start to the year beating, uh, with their start to the uh, season that they've had and Montreal struggling. But I am going to back Carolina here at minus 115. And I don't like what I'm hearing from Montreal after that terrible loss to San Jose, 5 nothing. They're actually pretty much out of the game after the first period with just how bad uh, that you know, game went for them. Uh, I definitely think this is a spot for me where if you're Montreal and you're, you've started the way you have, 0-4, I want to hear something like we're pissed off. We're angry. We got to fix this. We, we need the next game to be a whole lot better. I'm hearing Josh Anderson. I'm hearing even Gallagher after the game. You know, it's not the start we wanted, but it's a very long season ahead. There's a lot of hockey to play long. I, I heard that multiple times, long season ahead. There's lots of hockey still in front of us. I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear we're angry right now. We're zero four next game. We want to win and fix this. We want to get this corrected we want to get this fixed we don't want this permeating indefinitely this slump that we've had starting the year I don't want to hear it's a long season it's a lot of hockey left because that doesn't indicate to me a sense of urgency uh for yeah. this group when I hear a quote like that that's that that, that that I didn't like hearing that simple as that now does it mean ob- it's an automatic that they lose tonight after hearing that no but to me it seems like you're you think you can go zero and eight and zero and 10 and, and one and 13. And still, oh, long season ahead. Lots of hockey. Uh, we can find our way out of this. Doesn't always work that way. And, uh, you know, they mentioned it even on TNT last night. You know, you you, you dig yourself enough of a hole, uh, you could bury yourself uh, very quickly. So, you know, I just didn't like that. I mean, I, I didn't get that sense that, hey, w- we want to fix this and get this turned around immediately. And for Montreal, it's everything. The offense is non-existent. Uh, right now they're having trouble putting the puck in the net goes without saying i mean the buffalo sabers they only score one goal uh, when they lost to them uh, last week Uh, they didn't score against the rangers they get shut out by san jose i mean this is a team that's really finding it tough to find the back of the net at this point in time what's tyler to done this year it's absolutely invisible this year cole caulfield's had a slow start you know they need more from anderson uh everybody suzuki you know has not exactly been Uh, what we thought coming into the year. So uh, they need some offense. And look, their defensive play has been, we knew that defense would struggle a bit. You know, you don't have Weber anymore. Your top four is a little bit depleted now. That big four that they relied on so much during the playoffs and they have no carry price. So it puts a lot more duress on Jake Allen and whoever's in net as well uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. So there's issues galore right now with this team. Uh, Neither team has confirmed a goalie. The projected goalies are Jake Allen and Frederick Anderson. Uh, right now uh, in this game, but I still like Carolina here. It's not a big price. You're talking minus 115, uh, minus 120 uh, in this game. I'll lay that road shock. And uh, someone else hinted to it in the uh, chat. I already bet it. So you, at the, you're reading my mail or my notes for sure. Yes, uh, sperry Cook and Yemi to score a goal, right? I mean, against his former team, you know, he's fired up. He, he's not going to say it publicly. A lot of players won't. But when you don't match the offer sheet by Carolina, that's almost a sign that oh you don't think I'm good enough or you just you're not willing to go they, they shouldn't have matched it but they're not willing to go that extra mile to keep me the, and if you're Yapericock and you're thinking that and you'd like to stick it to them tonight in the first game against uh your former team so yapericock and shots goal. Uh, to any time goal score any any props involving Yasperi tonight, uh, I think worth a bet as well. Alex, what do you think here with uh, Carolina Montreal?
2: Yeah, that's gonna be the the big storyline for sure. and you know Montreal is gonna be focusing more on booing him hopefully than they will be their own team uh tonight at least <laughs> at the first 20 minutes of play. I look for him to get a point. i'll I'll take that at plus one fifty five uh, as opposed to a goal because he might just chip in on an assist or something, but you catch out the way uh whether he gets on the score sheet. And I like what I hear. What I'm going to do is also play Montreal to score first. Uh, I usually don't have this available pregame. I know some shops do. So if you you do play that first, I'll just jump on it right as the game starts. And then I'll try to take Carolina back live on Moneyline. Uh, I think that, you know, Montreal's going to come out guns blazing. Even though, they, like I said, the quotes don't sound like they're you know they just saying all oh, going through the motions. It's just a slow start. But I think the sense of urgency—they're keeping it within the locker room. Obviously, you know Montreal's one of those places like Toronto where you know the media is going to you know clip everything word for word and, and 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 analyze it. So they might be kind of playing coy to the media. Just but uh but things might be you know DEFCON two in, in the locker room, and we'll get to see that going into the first period. So get a feeling out of seeing how how they come out. If we get that first goal, and then they're still rolling hot. Then, you know, maybe, you know, just avoid the the Carolina live money line and, you know, still try to adjust and look for things in game. But that's how I'm going to start off playing it. And I just want to watch and see how they play in the first 10 or 15 minutes. And they even they don't get the goal, then, you know, we can still find a way to get Carolina money line. They might get the first goal in the second and then still end up losing the game.
0: All right. Interesting strategy there. Uh, I kind of like it, actually. What do you think here, Jimmy? Carolina, Montreal?
1: Yeah. I mean, I got a feeling too, we're going to see a good first period from the Habs too. So I'm going to uh, go right with that and follow Alex on that one, but also take them overall in the first period uh, to go into the intermission uh, with the lead. And then we'll see where it goes from there.
0: All right. Montreal early. And yeah, hope we'll see what kind of response we have from this uh, Montreal team, but uh, definitely uh, not the uh, start that they were uh, hoping for coming off a run, obviously to the uh, Stanley cup final uh, last year, but uh Big, big – you're going to find out early because, look, the San Jose game, talk about urgency and having a good first period. I can't believe how bad the first period was for a team that hadn't won a game at home against San Jose uh, the other night. I mean, it was awful. They couldn't generate anything. They had three shots on goal in that opening period. San Jose was carrying the play, was in the offensive zone most of that first period. So, uh, obviously, Montreal uh, is going to be uh, definitely a a team that's got to shore that up and fix it. Uh, moving forward, starting night, we'll see if they get a better start. All right, before we move on to our next game, uh, talking about DraftKings, the great uh, partners here with uh, THPN and the Ice Guys, and the official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL uh, as well. DraftKings. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game this Sunday. If they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Now, if you're in a state where there is no DraftKings sports book available yet, or you're in Canada, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and again, just bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game this weekend and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of both the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a state with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook available. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. And $1 wager required. One per customer. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up for an account. Use that promo code THPN. All right, we move on now to the next uh, game on the Thursday card. Halfway through the card, Calgary-Detroit. We've got uh, Calgary here, minus 130 to minus 135 road favorites, five and a half the total. You know that if Detroit doesn't cough up a lung in the third period against Tampa Bay, they're undefeated right now? Uh, So give the Red Wings a lot of credit here uh, in this game. Uh, And uh, this is the final game of their little uh, spurt at home to begin the year. Uh, Of course, they uh, just disheartening because they led the majority of that game against Detroit uh, last week, or sorry, against Tampa Bay, and then they lost 7-6 in overtime but they bounced back pretty well since then. Uh, You could say they got heavily outplayed by Vancouver. Thomas Grice was good. He was the big reason they beat Vancouver. They played a lot better against Columbus, got their offense going, dominated, had the puck most of the night, uh, had the edge and played significantly over Columbus, and they won uh, four to one uh, the other night. I'm not rushing to lay a price on the road with the Flames. I mean, we've talked about Calgary a lot. It's not a team that I'm fully uh, on board with bouncing back this year. They brought Daryl Sutter in knowing he's turned t- mediocre teams into good ones. But this isn't the L.A. Kings of the uh, mid-2010s that he's dealing with here. This is a bunch that is coll- collectively and repeatedly underachieved. Goudreau, Monaghan, it's the same crew that is consistently disappointed for Calgary the last two years. Yeah, I'm not back in Calgary here on the road. It looks like Jacob Markstrom and Alex Nadelkovich is going to be your uh, goaltending matchup here uh, in this game. Uh, And when you look at Nadelkovich, had a little bit of a struggle, no question, uh, against uh, the um, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in that first game. And it was Grice that backstopped uh, Detroit to the two wins against Vancouver and Columbus. But he's still a good goalie in my mind. I think he'll be fine. Uh, it was just one of those games where with Tampa Bay, when they get it going and Detroit's defense, I think they kind of panicked too. When Tampa Bay made it six five and then they tied it and you could sense it was slipping away. I think he's a more than capable enough goalie to want to really bounce back after letting that game get away from him. Not just the the whole team against Tampa Bay uh, last a week in the opener. So I like Detroit a little here, plus 110. You're not getting the, like last year, you're probably getting more than a better price than this with Detroit, but Detroit started off better than people thought. Calgary's 0 and 2. And as a result, you're only getting plus 110, plus 115 with Detroit here instead of maybe plus 150 or so. Uh, so you're not getting the value that maybe you would have last year. And maybe we got to, and we get used to that as they're starting to adjust to this Red Wings team a bit. But I'll still take them here. Plus 115, Detroit is a home underdog. Alex, your thoughts here, Flames and Red Wings?
2: And we're not getting the value here with the regular money line, but there's some good value left with the regulation at plus 175. That's the direction I'm going to go in. Like I said, this is a Calgary team. Um haven't been high on at all uh, coming into the season in, in Detroit. Like I said, they look really good. You know, throw away the back-and-forth battle they had with Tampa Bay, and they've won two games. And Adelkovic that struggled in that game, but obviously look at Tampa Bay's offense compared to what Calgary is going to be throwing at him. It's not going to be uh, exactly the same kind of speed and skill that he'll be facing tonight. So I think he'll be able to do well. Uh, like I said, you know, they want to, you know, in this road, tr- uh, this homestand on a good note. So I like Detroit plus 175 in regulation. All
0: right, there you go. Detroit plus 175 in regulation. And again, uh, you're turning a, a small plus price into a much bigger one. Just like the regulation line, sometimes for a favorite can turn it from a fa- uh, you know laying a price to a plus price if you go regulation instead of full game. So uh, always uh, look to uh, s- spare the bankroll, if you will, because again, if you could you know may- if you could lose less per uh, in terms of you know per game per unit, you know that's going to save you in the long run when it comes to uh, your bankroll when it comes to betting NHL on a daily basis. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like? Your Calgary Detroit.
1: Yeah, I really don't have a feel on this one, guys. I'm going to pass on this. Uh, You know, I I agree with you. Troy has played better. Calgary's due to start to really pick it up, I think. This team, one of these days, they're going to live up to the the talent they have on paper, you would hope. But we'll see what happens tonight. If I was going to do anything, I would lean towards Calgary in this. But I'm going to pass in this game.
0: All right. We got the next game. New York Rangers, Nashville Predators. Even money both sides. Five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Jimmy's one-month ban. Uh, on the betting the New York Rangers till November 15th. I have not forgotten is still in effect. So that precludes him from betting uh, the Rangers tonight. He can bet Nashville. Uh, he could re- recommend yeah, Nashville I'm if he wants. But, uh, no, he's not touching this game. Uh He's sworn off the Rangers for a bit and I'm on the Rangers here. I'm, I'm getting back on them here. And I watched them lose because my timing has been off with them so far. I mean, took them against Washington, really liked them against Washington last week and we saw it didn't go well for them, but look, they played, I don't want to say they played great because, look, Toronto should have probably beat them the other night. Shesturkin was outstanding. That overtime was insane with the Rangers and the Leafs uh, on Monday night. Uh, but he was outstanding in net. Uh, the Predators kind of got the best of uh, me the other night because I took L.A. Uh, with uh, against Nashville. But that doesn't dissuade me much from taking uh, going against Nashville again. I still don't think highly of the Predators a whole lot. Uh, Soros has, you know, struggled a bit against Carolina, struggled a bit against Seattle, did play a lot better against LA. Uh, but you know, if he doesn't play well in net, there's a suspect blue line more than ever, more than in many years for Nashville, Yossi's slowing down. He's, you know, he's, his. Def- he's now got, still got the good skating, shoot the puck move. His defensive play has declined a little bit too. Eckholm's not getting any younger. They don't have Ryan Ellis anymore. Uh, they don't have that same depth on the blue line. You can't count on Duchesne uh, Johansson, uh, uh, Johansson, Duchesne, uh, one night to the next. I said it to Forsberg. To me, is uh, slowly not not he hasn't he's not totally inept or anything. He's still a very good player, but he's not. You know, the skills are eroding just ever so slightly. Let's put it that way for him uh, as well. So I like the rain and the Rangers usually are a good road team as well. Look what they've done on the road already, Montreal. Uh, and Toronto back-to-back road wins for them. I like them here at around even money. I lean slightly to the over as well, just because I think the Rangers uh, know that, uh, you know, offensively got to pick it up a little bit after the last two games. And I think they're capable of doing that here. So I lean over, but I like the uh, stronger opinion for me on this game is the Rangers here at around even money. Alex, what are your thoughts here? Rangers and Preds.
2: Yeah, I'm on the Rangers too. And like I said, it's not so much backing the Rangers, although they've done well, especially in Nashville. They won seven of the last 10 meetings. Uh, which is a good sign. Anybody who can play well in Bridgestone Arena—that's one of the tougher places to play in the league. Uh, even if Nashville is not playing it at, at their best level, the crowd's always in it. Uh, but this is a, a Predators team, like you mentioned. They're just kind of faltering. They were, you know, fortunate to get the two-one win against LA, where the Kings were dominating most of the first uh, first period and most of the second period as well. They just kind of let their foot off the gas late in the third, and two goals go in, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're just cruising away with the win. So. Uh, I think that was more of a L.A. letdown than a Nashville comeback. And uh, I think that New York's going to come in here and, 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 like I said, that top line is humming right now with Kreider, Sabinajad, and uh, Panarin. And it's super unfortunate because I had Chris Kreider over a half a point and you get Zibanejad to score a goal unassisted. And then, of course, it's Zibanejad and Panarin that team together in overtime to get the win last game. So uh, Kreider was held off the point sheet, but I think he'll be able to uh, do some damage tonight along with his line rate. So I like New York here at a, a picking price.
0: All right. Liking the Rangers as well. Uh, Jimmy, I think he's going to give it the old pass, right? You can't bet the Rangers anyway, and I don't think he likes Nashville yeah. enough to bet them. So there you go, right? Yep. It's a pass. All right, we move on now to uh, Anaheim and Winnipeg. Winnipeg minus 180, home favorites, five and a half the total. And uh, that's why you tune in to That's Hockey on TSN like I did last night. Uh, it's a good show. It's like 30 minutes, and they give you all the headlines, news, you know, stories, rumors, injuries, all that. And right at the top of the show last night, they talk about the Jets situation. Obviously, Blake Wheeler, COVID-19. Uh, that he's uh, been a positive test. And then Sarah Orleski, who covers the Jets locally there in Winnipeg, uh, she comes on right at, and breaking news, this could be a developing situation where this could actually lead to some more cases here uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And uh, she was on top of that. She said, we don't know the full details yet, uh, but right now it's looking like this could become not a full-on outbreak like, say, the Canucks last year, but that this could end up being something a little bit more significant and a little bit more serious and maybe more than just one player, a la Wheeler, could end up being uh, uh, diagnosed or uh, and testing positive and entering the COVID-19 protocol. And Mark Scheifele is that guy for the uh, Winnipeg Jets who has been added to COVID-19 protocols here. Uh, yet, you know, it says he still actually could find his way into the lineup tonight, but it's probably not going to happen Uh, it's looking like more and more that he's going to be out tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. There was just initial thought that it was just precautionary that they put Shifley in the COVID-19 protocol, but looking like now he is not going to play tonight. So you're down Wheeler and Shifley, which means there's going to be some shakeups in the top six tonight uh, for Paul Maurice looks like as of right now in morning skate, it's Pierre-Luc Dubois moving up to the number one center spot. And that's a guy I'm looking at for props tonight, Uh, him and actually his line mate as well, Nikolai Ehlers, who I think could actually get some uh, offense going. He's kind of had a slow start, but I could see it going for him better tonight. Dubois playing with Ehlers and Connor. What a top line that is. He's he's loading up his top line, if that's the case, uh, Paul Maurice, because that's arguably three of your best uh, uh, offensive weapons. Uh, right there on the top line, especially with Shifley out tonight. Uh, and what does that leave in the bu- next three lines is the question mark now. And on the second line, you've got Stastny with Kopp and Svechnikov. You've got Christian Veselainen with Jansen Harkins and Adam Lowry uh, on the third line. And you've got Dominic Toninato, Riley Nash, and they're going to experiment with a guy who's a defenseman, Nathan Bolyu They might move him up to forward, apparently on the fourth line tonight. So, uh, interesting for, uh, Paul Maurice doing that. So, uh line juggling, line shuffling going on for him uh going into this game tonight against Anaheim. Uh for the Anaheim Ducks, you know, they've been uh, obviously going through this western uh Canada uh, gauntlet if you will. Uh this will be their third road game in four nights. Uh they lost to uh the Beat Calgary, I should say, in overtime 3 to 2. Uh the very next night, uh gave Edmonton a pretty good game and a good battle, but end up on the losing end of a 6 to 5 game. Uh, In that one, we'll see if Anaheim can uh, bounce back here against Winnipeg. But you look at Winnipeg, it's just been a disappointing start to the year. They've given up four goals or more in all three games that they've played this year. That's a problem. Uh, They had the lead for majority of the game the other night against Minnesota uh, and then saw it just get away from them late. They end up losing in overtime six to five. So with the struggles for the Jets, Connor Hellebuck hasn't looked great. Uh, early in the year, and then you factor in the COVID nineteen you know situation that is emerging right now uh, with the uh, Jets, and uh, you could pretty clearly see that I'm not interested laying minus one eighty with this team uh, going into this game tonight. Not in the uh, involved in the game because I don't trust Anaheim enough, uh, spe- and it is the Jets' home opener, right? I mean, uh, being back home for the first time with a full uh, a crowd like in every Canadian city, a full uh, capacity for the first time is going to help the Jets. Should be a boost, but they're not in good form, and I'm not. And with the Shifley out and the COVID nineteen situation they're dealing with right now, I'm not laying minus one eighty. I know a couple of people in the chat like in Anaheim a bit. I wouldn't talk anyone out of a sprinkle at least, you know, on Anaheim. It's just you know when it, we're seeing Anaheim having a t- tough time beating good teams this year. Minnesota beat them, uh, you know. Edmonton beat them. Uh, the question is, is Winnipeg a good team? I guess that remains to be seen. They haven't started out playing like one uh alex what do you think here anaheim winnipeg
2: yeah i jumped all over this yesterday when the news broke about the COVID. i actually got a text i have some friends in in winnipeg that uh kind of hit me up with jets news so i got that well before uh the news you know had reached media Uh, this is about maybe three or four o'clock central time so i jumped all over anaheim plus 170 i got one plus 172 uh and then All of a sudden they said, okay, well, yeah, the player's out. Then they said it may may not be out. They might be, you know, just COVID protocol. But now we're seeing, like I said, no Shifley, no Wheeler. Uh, That's a lot of offense to to miss, especially with this Anaheim team. They're actually buzzing with some good speed uh, offensively. They've been, you know, keeping, keeping pacing games. The way they played against Edmonton, uh, that was a a, a valiant loss for them. Usually that's a game where they get squashed eight to four uh, normally. So, they're keeping pace with teams, and I think this is a Winnipeg team, even though coming back home is going to be a, a rowdy atmosphere. They're going to have the white towels waving for sure. It's going to be feeling like a playoff game because it's been almost 600 days since the Jets have been at home in front of fans. Uh, I, I still think that Anaheim has enough, especially with Gibson starting in that. It can kind of take the crowd out of it and then take the team out of it. So I like the Ducks here to get the win uh, on the money line, plus 170. All right, going for the
0: Anaheim here, plus 170 is a big uh, road underdog. Jimmy, what do you think here? Ducks, Jets.
1: Yeah, I'm right with Alex on this. I mean, the Jets are ravaged right now with the COVID there. And they just haven't they haven't played well since the season started. They haven't been able to really get things going and get on the same page. And it's going to be even tougher now with all those guys missing. So I'm actually going to go a step further here, pull out the old reverse puck line. Wow. Boys. Let's do it. The Ducks minus one and a half. And you're going to get some great value on that.
0: You sure are. I mean, uh, wow. It's plus 160 to plus 170 right now, the money line on the uh, Ducks. Minus one and a half, plus 340 is what we're looking at with that uh, reverse uh, puck line. So huge payout there. Plus 340 if Anaheim can get this win by a margin of two goals or more tonight. Uh, Vancouver and Chicago next up. Uh, Chicago minus 130 to minus 135 home favorites. Six and a half the total in this game. Uh, extremely disappointed obviously with the Blackhawks the other night against the Islanders 4 uh, one win uh, for the Islanders. Uh, and the goal was with 20 seconds left, essentially to uh, avoid the shutout, you know, for Chicago, if they bring it tonight, I could see them actually getting the first win like Vancouver's road weary. They've been traveling for a while. We just saw the Canucks lose to the Buffalo Sabres uh, the other night, the surprising uh, Buffalo Sabres, like we say, with well, Like we talked about with Buffalo, we don't know if this is going to last, but they, you know they played better than a lot of people have thought. And uh, that's now two losses in a row to the Sabres and the Red Wings, two of the worst teams in the NHL last year. And Vancouver just lost back-to-back games uh, to both of them. They barely beat Philadelphia in a shootout before that, lost to uh, Edmonton in a shootout. So just one and three. They've been on the road for a very long time. And, and now they're finally, after tonight, it looks like going to be uh, going back home uh, and taking on uh, Minnesota after this. So uh, a welcome the, the trip uh, home uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks after tonight. So I uh, just don't love love the spot here for Vancouver on the road for a while. And a banged-up hockey team. Let's not forget that. Quinn Hughes was out the last game. Uh, we'll see if he's returning. It looks like he will. He's been upgraded to probable tonight. Quinn Hughes on the uh, blue line here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, but uh, Chicago just basically, you know, lying in wait, if you will, since the uh, Tuesday night loss to the uh, Islanders uh, four to one, we've had uh, Vancouver on the road now for a little bit of time here to start the year. I'm not laying it with Chicago. I'm just not doing it, but I'm just saying I'm giving you the reasons why I'm staying off Vancouver tonight. You know, their play has been a little bit inconsistent. You know, losing to Buffalo is obviously uh, a problem, Uh, very sloppy with the puck as well against the Buffalo Sabres. A lot of breakdowns and the one thing Chicago's got is some offense. So if you're breaking down left and right like you were against Buffalo, turning the puck over, coughing it up in bad areas of the ice, Chicago does have you know the personnel up front to make you pay for it. Kane, DeBrinkert, Kubalik, uh go on down the list, uh guys that can make you pay for this uh for some sloppy and haphazard play with the puck. So for that reason, I like the over, I got it at six. It's moved up now, unfortunately, six and a half. So you could still bet at six and a half, you know, or wait in game kind of what Alex suggested with uh, Colorado, Florida, you know, another game with a six and a half total, where maybe you wait, see if you can get a better number in game. But I do think, look, Chicago tried to play a better defensive game early uh, against the Islanders and they did and they still lost. I think it's almost like, Hey, You know, we tried to shore up the defense and we still broke down left and right. Let's just, let's just try to score goals. Let's just try to win a game. Let's be aggressive. I think they're going to have that mindset tonight. And like I said, Vancouver, it's been a little bit sloppy defensively. So I do like the over at six. I got six, even at six and a half, I would still lean that direction. Vancouver, Chicago uh, over the total. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Canucks Blackhawks?
2: Yeah, I'll be waiting in game, but not for the full game over for the first period over. So very quickly, this literally, and I, I just tweeted this out, follow me on Twitter at AXM Sports. Three games I'm looking at live wager opportunities. I kind of detailed what I just went over with, like you said, the Avalanche game uh, and the Calgary game as well. But this is definitely a spot where the Hawks have to come out guns blazing just like they did the other night against the Allemans. Like I said, they looked great with as far as scoring chances go and high danger chances and shots on goal in the first period. Unfortunately, Ilya Sorokin was just standing on his head, making some big saves. Uh, you're going to run into that with any team any night. It doesn't matter how bad or good you're playing. So, you know, hopefully they can get that same pace going, especially against a, a Vancouver team. Like, so they're banged up. This is the end of their road trip. This is definitely a spot where you can really catch them off guard and they can say, hey, you know what? If you know we get beat here, so what? We get to go home and finally rest a bit after being on the road uh, for, for quite a few days. So this is a spot where Chicago's got to just come jumping out. Like I said, don't worry about you know the defensive part so much early. Try to get some goals. Try to, to take Vancouver out of this game early. If you can get three or four goals, then hell, you can work on the defense for the last 40 minutes of play. But try to get some offense rolling. So I like the first period over, but do not lay 150 wait just you can i mean it'll be literally one or two minutes in uh and that 150 if unless there's a goal in the first 20 seconds, which the hogs have allowed twice so far this season uh you'll be able to get that 150 down to 130 120 and then that'll be within my striking range if I, get, if I see 120 or better then i'll be going for that with the uh first period over tonight by the way i've looked at
0: high danger chances against expected goals against Both of these teams, Chicago, and they're identical. The identical ranking uh, for these teams in both categories. Chicago is 26th in the NHL in expected goals against and high danger chances against. And Vancouver's actually worse, you guys. 29th (laughs) in expected goals against and high danger chances against. So put those two factors together, and uh, you got two teams that could be giving some up here at the back end tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Canucks, Blackhawks.
1: You know, guys, I, I'm with Alex on this. One. This will be a live one for me. Um, but if I was going to look at a side here too, I, I like the Blackhawks in this one. I, I I think they're due, you know, and they've been they've been pressing. Like Alex said before, they were really all over the Islanders. And if not, for Sorokin, they probably win that game. So sooner or later, that's going to pay off and they're going to go in. So if I was leaning towards a side, I would do that. But this is going to be a live betting game for me.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it's a situation where they, they could have had a couple at least. First period the other night against the uh, New York Islanders, by the way, Thatcher Demko, Kevin Lankanen, uh, the goalies tonight uh, in this one, Vancouver and uh, Chicago, not a bad idea to give Fleury a, a breather. None of this is his, not, you know, maybe one goal, two goals. Alex said it the other day, one goal, two goals, maybe his fault, but he's been let down by the guys in front of him. Maybe just give him a mental break, take a breath, recompose, you know, decompress, get ready for the next game. Uh, because obviously this is a frustrating start for him with his uh, new team, and it's not really been all his fault uh, at all, flurry in net for Chicago. All right, final game of this Thursday card, Edmonton, Arizona. Edmonton minus 200, uh, road favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Arizona, uh, obviously, the, the oddsmakers and bookmakers and uh, the betting markets are adjusting quickly You know, to how bad Arizona could be, historically bad. This is what this team could be this year. The, the fact that Edmonton's laying minus 200 on the road, you know, at Arizona, you know, you're already starting to see it's the, the already, I mean, a couple games into the year, guys, I thought we're going to have some at least some decent value to fade Arizona every single game. And already you're starting to erode, you know, this value. It's already minus 135, just to bet Edmonton and regulation here. And I am on that bet, by the way, uh, Edmonton and regulation here, minus 135. But I think you're going to see if Arizona keeps this up, you're going to be seeing them, you know, teams that are minus 250 at Arizona against them and now minus 150 or more just in regulation. So, you know, it's tough sledding for Arizona. This blue line's terrible. I mean, when you got Shane Goss to spare, you think bringing him in is going to fix the defense? You got problems. You know, that's an issue with Arizona right now. You got, I like, Chikrin, Jacob Chikrin, but he's not a number one defenseman or a top pair defenseman right now, and unfortunately you got a lack of options and a lack of depth back there that he's put into that kind of role, unfortunately, when he's probably not ready for it. Uh, you've got very uh, young guys back there, too. The Goss Despair's, you know, Connor Timmins too, and other guys. He ready to be a top pair defenseman. I don't think so. Ilya Bushkin, Victor Soderstrom uh, in the bottom pair, uh, they've also had their issues. Like I said, Goss Despair's been just a train wreck again uh, in his own zone, much like he was a lot for Philadelphia. So they're just hemorrhaging goals, you know, left and right and giving up too many good quality chances. Now, the one thing that would caveat to all of this is that the goalie in net tonight's the goalie that actually, you know, the one game Arizona actually looked okay defensively against Buffalo. This is the guy that was in net Carel Vemelka here uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. But, you know, we're talking Buffalo, We're talking not the offensive prowess that the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl and the Nuge and Zach Hyman and all these guys can throw at you. Uh, Let's see what he can do tonight when you're not playing the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, uh, offense, even though Buffalo at times has been able to score goals here tonight. To me, I mean, this should be a spot for Edmonton to get the job done. They do play Vegas you know, coming up, so you always worry. Are you looking ahead to the trip to Vegas? But I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, we could be looking ahead to a trip to Vegas, play Arizona, and still get, score six against them uh, at this point with what I've seen from this uh, Keystone cop defense uh, and blue line from the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So I like Edmonton in regulation. I also think their team total over three and a half might be worth a look, and the full game over, it goes without saying. Because the one thing about Arizona is they did score four in their home opener. I don't know, playing at home, it makes you it gives you more energy, gives you more pep in your step. I could see them contributing. To the offense, too, especially against a guy like Miko Koskinen. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, who's going to be a net? He's been very, very up and down, inconsistent, erratic throughout his uh, career with the Oilers. He'll get his first start tonight uh, for Edmonton. I think Arizona could find their way to a couple goals, maybe even three. Edmonton will certainly, I think, get minimum of three. So I like over six as well. Edmonton, Arizona. Alex, what do you think here? Oilers, Coyotes.
2: Yeah, I mentioned it the other day about how NHL Network after that Buffalo Arizona game they were gassing up Carell Vemelka like he was the you know the the next Pekareny. It was just absolutely insane. And, and like I said, he's playing against Buffalo. He wasn't stopping the, the 96 Red Wings power play, uh, all, you know, all that game. So it, it, now he's going to be facing a real offense here in the Edmonton Oilers. This team has been just blazing hot so far. McDavid um, picking up right where he left off from his MVP year. Dry saddle. They finally had that second line. Uh, it balanced out. They've got decent scoring and depth. So this is what I'm doing. I'm taking one unit and I'm splitting it amongst four wagers. I'm going Edmonton. First period puck line. So laying a goal, a laying a half a goal plus 135. I'm taking the full game over six. I got that at minus a dollar, actually a dollar 12. I also have uh, Oilers team total over three and a half minus a dollar 25. And then that last quarter unit, I'll be trying to look for something in game adjusted quickly with the first period over. Right now, you'll be laying 150, 155. Some places it's two. Just wait a little bit, and I'll drop down to 130, 135. Hopefully, it won't be a goal within the first two minutes, and then you'll have a, a unit spread across all four of those. I think that cashes. But Melka's bubble gets burst, we should see Edmonton get somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven goals tonight.
0: Yeah, outscored, by the way, Arizona, 17-7 uh, in the first three games. That's, that's just absolutely awful uh, for them. So right now, we're already seeing Arizona giving up just slightly below six goals per game. Uh, on average, in their first three games, and uh, get used to that. I think if you're uh, watching this Arizona team, uh, definitely. And look, they've played Buffalo, they've played Columbus, uh, they they played St. Louis. I mean, Edmonton in terms of top end, elite skill, elite offensive talent, Edmonton's got more than those three teams. And Arizona's like giving up a boatload of goals to those three. So, yeah, this could get scary uh, for Arizona tonight. If they are, if they don't show anything better at the defensive end, it could get uh, ugly for them. Once again, uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Edmonton, Arizona?
1: Yeah, guys. I mean, it just doesn't look good for Arizona. in this. I love Edmonton in this game, I'm going to go with them on the puck line here. And I'm also going to jump all over that over. If you can still get it a six, I mean, I I think we could, we could see them put up six goals themselves on Arizona. So uh, I love that over. So give me the, uh, the puck line and also the over.
0: Yeah, minus one and a half, plus 115 for that uh, Edmonton puck line. And Jimmy liking the over uh, as well with the Oilers and Coyotes. All right. Uh, before we wrap up the show, it is time for best bets uh, for this Thursday edition. We got lots to choose from a 10 game NHL card on this Thursday night. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I know I went with a lot of different things, live wages and splitting things up, but I'm gonna go with the one uh, solid unit play I have. That's for my best bet. We'll make it the Anaheim Ducks on the money line. Like I said, this is a good spot for them. They're playing well. They're catching a, a Winnipeg team that you know could be a, a bit tired. You know, obviously missing a couple of key pieces offensively. And even though they're gonna have that home crowd rocking and rolling, I think Anaheim be able to, to take control and take the crowd out of it and then finally get a, a two points on the board for them. So I like the Ducks is my best bet tonight.
0: All right, there you go. Anaheim. And not just uh, Anaheim is a best bet, Anaheim and a big underdog price uh, as the best bet uh, for Alex uh, in this uh, Thursday card. Alex B. Smith, like an Anaheim, plus 160 to plus 165, best current available price with the Ducks. Uh, that's the best bet for Alex. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what do you like for a uh, best bet?
1: I'm going to stick right with that game we discussed last, the Edmonton-Arizona. I'm going to take that over as my best bet.
0: All right, Edmonton Arizona over 6 best bet for a uh, Jimmy Murphy tonight in uh, uh the Oilers and the Coyotes. And I'm going to go Islanders. Uh -142 is the best price out there right now with the uh, New York Islanders. I think it's just a step up in class for Columbus. It is. Like credit to them, you know, two and one start, but uh you haven't played anybody yet essentially. You played Arizona, you played this expansion Seattle Kraken team. It was it's been traveling a lot. And then you played Detroit the other night and you lost 4 to 1. Uh, I think now with the Islanders, a good team that struggled, lost their first couple games, got right against Chicago, got well, and now looking to use that as a springboard to get on a little bit of a roll. So, uh, Moderate price, more than I usually like to lay, but we'll do it tonight. We'll make an exception and lay some road chalk tonight. Road chalk worth laying in my mind. New York Islanders, minus 142 uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Best bet for me for this thursday nhl card and that'll wrap up this edition of uh, the ice guys Uh, thanks to everyone for uh, joining us in the chat who tunes in live on youtube and a reminder the ice guys is live on youtube seven days a week we are the only seven days a week nhl betting show out there the only one that breaks down every single game on the card all season long regular season and playoffs you can watch the ice guys live on youtube seven days a week monday to friday Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, among others. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.